everybody, this is Josh McKinney, and I just want to welcome you to episode 168 of the I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show. Recording this intro for you guys for the first time ever from Head Not HQ. Recorded from the studio many times, which is attached to this building, um, but I've never shot here. Just needed to shoot in here because I planned on using the studio, but... I've got some equipment going that's really loud and there's no way I was going to be able to record in there. So that's why we're here. But anyway, let's go ahead and, and kind of look at this episode. I've got one planned for you guys. I've done an episode like this before about content creation, kind of about branding and stuff like that. But one, I am a lot better at it now. And so I thought I could be more helpful to you guys. But two, I thought I could be a little more specific with this one. Last time we were just talking about any type of branding. This episode, we really focus more in on branding yourself on YouTube or with a podcast. And uh, I just think that those are kind of where a lot of people are going in the jujitsu space. And I thought it would be helpful. I've also been doing a lot of episodes on YouTube or with uh, interviewing different YouTubers. I just had Jake Luigi on the podcast on Tuesday. I've gotten a lot of really good feedback on that one. Uh, but I just thought now would be a perfect time to address that people thought maybe I was a little harsher than normal on last Thursday's episode. I told you guys I was going to talk about some YouTube drama. Why wouldn't I be honest with you guys while I was doing it? Um, but let me make sure to note that this is in no way an, an apology. I'm not uh, regretting anything I said. I'm, I stand by everything I said on that episode. I thought it was thought it was good. I don't know. I thought it was good stuff. Um, but it kind of brings me to the disclaimer of this episode. So uh, I never do disclaimers on episodes, but if you're going to do the YouTube thing, do the podcast thing, I think that this is something to be aware of, something to note. And it is this idea of jujitsu fame and why people tend to change when they start to get jujitsu fame. So, and this is just totally my opinion, something I've seen from coming up for a long time. I'm not just talking about YouTubers. I'm not just talking about podcasters. Uh, I'm simply talking about uh, people who get their black belts, open a school. They get some bit of jujitsu notoriety, some bit of jujitsu fame. And a lot of the time, you see these people stand on top of the jujitsu world, and then they fall. And uh, I thought I would just talk about that before we get into the actual content of this episode. Um, quick note, just got done teaching class. Thank you to Imposed Will for this fresh rash guard. Uh, if you guys are watching on video, you can see it. It is by far honestly um this is they're not they do sponsor me as an athlete but this is not a sponsored rant they do such a good job with their rash guards these are like the i think i probably have six or seven of them now they are the favorite rash guards i've ever had they all fit really really well and uh, they all look really sharp and so imposedwill.com check them out but anyway um, back to bashing people. Uh, so something that happens a lot in jujitsu is um, honestly, there's this there's this interview on I don't even know what it's on, um, but this this the interviewer is interviewing Gucci Mane, and he's a rapper if you don't know, um, and he has a terrific quote. The guy asks something about, uh, hey, if you don't have money. Can you still dress nice? How do you how do you dress nice? And he said, even when I 
He said, even when I didn't have money, I still had the sauce. And he said, if you don't have the sauce, then you're lost. But you have to be careful because you can get lost in the sauce. Really, really bizarre quote, but it actually makes some sense, at least in the jujitsu space, at least from what I have seen. Um, so let's say hypothetically, there is somebody that starts to get some jujitsu relevance, whether it's competition, whether it's their students competing, whether it's jujitsu business, uh, still there is a, you know, with the belt system, with how things work in jujitsu, there is a hierarchy of jujitsu. And there are people that we tend to look up to, whether they're influencers, whether they're whatever. And what happens, and this is just, I can say this just a little bit. My podcast is just starting to get slightly relevant, relevant maybe in my area. And people start to treat you differently. They start to treat me differently. All of a sudden, people are coming up to me at tournaments and they, they, uh, they want to talk to me about the show or they want to take a picture with me. And uh, when that happens, like me and all my students, we kind of look at each other like, wait, is this guy joking? Did somebody put him up to this? Uh, but in truth, there is something really exciting mentally about it. There is something, and it's a weird thought. It makes you feel like you're really important. You know, it makes me feel like, oh my gosh, this guy listens to my podcast. He cares about what I say. And what tends to happen to a lot of people is they start believing that they are now important. They start believing that they are now relevant. They had the sauce to get them to the point that they're at. You know, you you need a lot of sauce to stay in the, the podcasting space long enough to start to be relevant. But then what happens to a lot of people is they get lost in the sauce. They start believing their own hype. They start believing that now they are better than people. They are more relevant than other people. And you know, like the white belt that comes in, yeah, I'm I'm great at jujitsu. I am, this guy needs so much from me. I am now relevant. I am more important than him. And if you think that way, whether you're on the mat or off the mat, in any circle of life, you know, I've seen this happen in churches a lot before too. That's something I've, I've worked in a lot. Um, but you see people start to believe that they are better than other people. You see people start to say, well, now I can treat people lower than me differently because I'm better. I'm more relevant. And then that's when you tend to see these big falls. You know, you see these guys, they're doing really shady stuff. They're uh, doing something illegal in their business. They are... Uh, uh, cheating on their significant other with their students. They are, they're doing something that probably five years before they would have said, I'll never do that and, and totally look down on it. But then as they start to gain some momentum, as they start to get some sauce, they tend to get lost in the sauce. So that is the disclaimer that I have for you guys today. First, is if you are going to approach the YouTube, approach the podcast, approach the Instagram, the TikTok, whatever you decide to approach, and you start to gain some relevance, you start to gain some fame, one of the worst things that you can do is believe your own hype. One of the worst things that you can do is start to 
in your mind, put yourself as better than other people. Uh, and second part of this disclaimer, you guys can always use this episode for reference. If I ever do that, if you are, if we're 400 episodes in and the, the podcast is actually relevant and you ever see me treating people in a way that I shouldn't, you ever see me act like I am better than somebody because I have a podcast. I want you to walk up to me at a tournament and punch me in the face as hard as you can. As hard as you don't need to explain it. I'll know why. I'll get it. As hard as you can. I just want you to punch me in the face. And you guys aren't the only ones that I tell this. I told many of my students this. Like, hey, if I ever, if I ever start getting lost in the sauce, I need you to kill me. I need you guys to do it. I need you to full force punch me in the face. But that's that's all I have for you. Let's go ahead. That's the disclaimer for you guys is if any of this information actually works for you and then you put in years of consistency and you start to create a really cool brand and you start to make money and you start to uh, just do really well, really be weary. Don't get lost in the sauce. Let's get into the episode. Should you start a podcast? Should you start a YouTube channel? Should you start an Instagram? Should you start a jujitsu Facebook page, a jujitsu Facebook group? There are a lot of things that you could start this year, you know, and I think for a lot of us towards the end of the year, that's the time that we really start thinking about in 2023, things are going to be different. Well, what are we going to do to make them different? I thought a good place to kind of start with this episode is to talk about why you should probably start creating content now. So when I'm talking about YouTube and I'm talking about podcasting, I'm talking about all of those things, they are just forms of content creation. To understand what that means, we first need to talk about what you are doing right now and what I am doing right now. Right now, if you're listening to what I'm saying, you are consuming content. Right now, me sitting in my office talking into my microphone is me creating content. There are two things that you can do with content. You can create it or you can consume it. If you think about 100 of your closest friends, ask yourself, how many of these people are creating any content at all? You know, maybe 70, 80 of them have a YouTube or an Instagram page and they post a picture every couple weeks. That content is consumed for five to 10 seconds. Think about how much content you consume in a in a day it's probably a lot right maybe you listen to an episode of i suck at jujitsu and then you listen to an episode of something else and you watch some channels on youtube that i recommended last week from the latest episode of the i suck at jujitsu show uh maybe you are on instagram all day maybe you're doing whatever but you are consuming content so what you can be assured of 
is that there are way more people consuming content than there ever have before. You know, like the amount of people that have phones or access to the internet, if you Google that, it's insane. These people are generally consuming content. That's what most of us do online anymore. It's what most of us do with the internet anymore. Uh, and we're not talking about these big content uh, providers like Netflix or something like that. We're talking about just how often are you consuming content from something like me, some guy with a computer that thinks he has something valuable to share with you. It's probably a lot. So we have to realize that content creation is not going anywhere. You're not too late to the party. I started my podcast, I think three years ago at this point. And when I was starting my podcast, every video that I saw, it was pushing that you shouldn't start a podcast. You were too late to the party. There are already so many podcasts out there. Podcasting is, is, is it's probably dead. Uh, and now if you go to like the most popular content creation, uh, uh, channels like channels that teach you how to create content and teach you how to produce better content. Something that they are all pushing right now is that you should have a podcast and it should be on video. I mean, literally just a second ago, we were talking about how it's dead and no one's going to do it anymore. And you're too late to the party. I remember talking to friends in like 2017 and 2018 and them going, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do the whole YouTube thing because, uh, you know, there's already, it's, it's like Chewy's already, he's already so big. And then it's like, it, it, we're, I'm just kind of late, you know? Um, if I had thought of it before, then I would be rich right now, right? And it is that kind of thinking that will probably keep you in the exact same place in 2028, five years from now. That kind of thinking keeps you from taking that risk and getting started, right? And we're going to talk a lot about uh, how I would approach starting a, a content creation channel uh, towards the end of this episode. But the main thing that I want to get across is the importance, the value in it. So let's use me for an example. I really don't push a lot of products on you guys. I really, there's some, a lot of, I still will do episodes where I do not have the uh, mental energy to, to, to add a commercial. And I'm like, dude, I don't even have anything I want to sell these people. And maybe that seems like it's this bad financial move. Josh could be pushing a Patreon page. He could be pushing this. He could be pushing that. But the truth is all I'm focused on right now is taking care of my audience. When I do push something, when I do ask you guys to, to buy something, I have so many people that listen to me for 45 minutes to an hour every single week. Now at this point, um, now that we're doing two episodes a week, a lot of the time for two and a half hours, two hours every single week, and I'm in their ear and they trust me. No matter what I decide to sell one day, if it's something that I actually trust and I actually believe in, you don't think that that audience is going to buy into, you don't think you guys are going to be excited about it too. If I'm excited about it, you listen to me talk about crap all the time. 
So what I've done over the last 168, 169 episodes is I have built a rapport with a lot of you guys, a trust with a lot of you guys. I even have a contact for a lot of you guys. A lot of you guys are on my email list from Simplifying Jiu-Jitsu. If I decided to do something, if I decided to put out a new episode on a Wednesday, a lot of you guys would be able to hear about it in the snap of a finger, right? Because I could send that out to you. Now, if I decided to create a new I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show gi or um, put out a new instructional that I think is is the pinnacle, is the most important thing that somebody could purchase, or I recommend something to you. I recommend um, my buddy created a new YouTube channel. I think that this is the game changer. I think this is what we need. You guys are much more likely to listen to me than somebody who you don't listen to all the time, right? Uh, it's just some random ad that is on Facebook. And that ad costs. It costs me nothing besides camera equipment and things like that to record this podcast. All I'm focused on, though, is building an audience. I really have never pushed monetizing that audience, trying to make money on that audience until the audience is to the right size. Because then I'm starting to split my focus. Then I'm starting to, uh, the whole new idea, the whole new focus of the show is what could I talk about that would get people to buy this instructional, right? And that's just not where I want to be right now. Uh, not with the amount of audience that I have right now. And so we'll think about it like this. I think that this is uh, this is a really cool thought. It's one of my favorite favorite quotes that I've heard maybe this year. It might have been this year. Um, but Russell Brunson, he created this website called ClickFunnels. And he's like, I think he's like a billionaire or something. Uh, he has this website called ClickFunnels. And ClickFunnels is... It's just a way to sell products. If you were going to sell an instructional, I probably would recommend you signing up for ClickFunnels. It's probably one of the best ways to do it right now. Uh, but something that he says is that most of the world's problems could be solved with better marketing. And um, really, when you are creating a YouTube channel, when you are creating any of those things, a podcast or whatever, when you are creating content, one of the biggest things that you are doing is marketing yourself. When people see me at tournaments, when they see me at, at, at come into their gym, people generally don't go, oh, that's Josh. He's a great adult competitor, mainly because I'm not, but you know, bear with me. They go, oh, that's the I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show guy. That's my brand. That is what I have tried to market, right? Uh, this idea that not everything has been figured out in the jujitsu world, that with the right attitude, with the right focus, with with the without without believing in absolutes, we could probably get better at jujitsu a lot more efficiently and effectively. This is something that I've believed before I ever did my channel, but it wasn't what I was known for. Now that I have this channel, I have this audience, it is what I'm known for, right? That is me building my brand and in an audience, you guys. A good audience can help you accomplish anything. 
For instance, let's look at our old pal, Gordon Ryan. Gordon created an audience. Not everybody was a fan. They were an audience. When you were, you know, when Gordon was first coming up, a lot of people, especially gay people, absolutely hated him. But you still watched him. Whether you were watching so he would win or watching so he wouldn't lose, you watched him. And it was because he turned us into his audience. And you look at where jujitsu is right now. It's probably not in near as good of a spot if it wasn't for him doing that. There's probably not near as much money. ADCC is not what it was this year without him growing the jujitsu fan audience. We can go to a different martial art or a different combat sport. When is the last time before Jake Paul that you watched a boxing fight, a boxing match? You know, maybe you watched Wilder uh, Fury 2. Probably not. You probably watched the highlights later on. You probably heard about it at the gym later. But you didn't order that. You know, before that, when was it? When you watched the last Rocky movie? Boxing was dead. And now all of a sudden, I'm staying up till 1 a.m. On a, on a Saturday night trying to watch a YouTuber box hoping that somebody is going to knock him out or hoping that he's going to knock somebody out. Jake Paul created this audience and then directed them to boxing. It wasn't even like he created a, a boxing audience and then said, now we're going to make boxing great again. Most of us that are watching just followed him from YouTube. He created an audience and then he used that audience later on, right? You think about how, I don't know if you know how they got popular, he and his brother, but like Logan Paul was on, um, oh shoot, what was it called before TikTok? Vine. That was what it was. It was kind of like TikTok. Um, and that's what he got popular on. Vine doesn't even exist anymore. But he converted that on, he took that audience and then he started to pushed them towards YouTube. And then he started to do different kinds of videos on YouTube and that audience continued to grow. And now he's doing a podcast. Now he has uh, a hydration company. But those things only came because of his original marketing of himself. Because, and yeah, his marketing was just making funny videos, making content that people wanted to consume. And I guess we'll look at why you would even want to do that. Why? Okay. I get the idea of creating an audience, but what's the point for me? The point is kind of financial freedom. Imagine a world for me where I get to just do podcasting all the time. Uh, obviously I have a super cool job that I get to teach jujitsu, but let's say, and so I'll probably always be teaching jujitsu and never just be doing a podcast. Um, but uh, let's just say I didn't. Let's say I had a job that I hated. Imagine how much focus, like how much work I've put into this podcast, how much value I've created in this podcast. One day, this podcast could have gotten me out of this nine to five that I absolutely hate. It could get me even living in a place that I've always wanted to live, right? Because online, like we said in the beginning, everybody's got access to the internet now. 
you could do something online and bring it anywhere. And so now we'll look it with this idea. Maybe, maybe you're kind of like, okay, the gears are turning. Maybe I will start uh, a YouTube channel or a podcast. And at the very end, we'll talk about, uh, or the third point, we'll talk about uh, uh, what you should start and how you should go about that. But first, let's talk about why you'll probably fail if you start trying to create content. Uh, most likely why I'll fail. Why the Isaac Jiu-Jitsu show will probably never produce a dollar. And the first thing to understand for people is that views do not equal dollars. I, as of right this second, I get zero benefit, financially speaking, from you listening to the show. Only thing that you kind of say is, yes, I can get seminars a lot easier. I can get private lessons a lot easier. But I make zero financial benefit directly from the I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show. The YouTubers that you see, that you go, whoa, this dude's got 100,000 subscribers. Most likely, he makes less than you do. Most likely. And 100,000 subscribers kind of like, that's kind of like the first really big milestone for most people on YouTube. And that is because how advertising works. Yes, after 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, you can monetize, meaning YouTube will pay you to put those 10, 15, 30-second ads on your videos. But here's the problem. YouTube pays you for what you are being or for what they are being paid. So in jujitsu right now, it's not like gi companies are throwing hundreds of thousands of dollars into YouTube advertising right now. It's not like, uh, I mean, there's not really many other jujitsu companies out there that aren't that, right? Even, even you look like BJJ Fanatics, they're one of the main people that advertise on YouTube right now. I bet you they're not putting a ton of money. I don't, it just doesn't cost a lot to be on the jujitsu videos that we watch that are monetized. Uh, and I just know this because I know a lot of jujitsu YouTubers and I talk to them about how they actually make money and nobody's really making money doing a, a jujitsu YouTube channel and then getting paid for the commercials. I mean, honestly, of the jujitsu podcast, I, I really think there's probably two, maybe three that are actually making any amount of what you would consider good money on the ads that they run for their show. There are just so few of them that are actually able to, to monetize that. So that's a big reason to not want to do YouTube. That's a big reason to not want to do a podcast is because right now um, versus like some other industries versus real estate or something like that, Right now, the money has not been figured out very well in jiu-jitsu. And so you really are building an audience. If you're starting it in 2022 or 2023, you're almost building an audience in hopes that either you or someone you know figures out the best way to monetize that audience. Uh, monetize, if you guys don't know, means to make money off of that audience. Hopefully, you guys knew what I meant by that. Uh, and then the second reason 
to why you'll probably fail when it comes to building your YouTube channel, building your podcast, building whatever, is because consistency is nearly impossible. Consistency on this show for me is nearly impossible. It is one of the hardest things in the world to week in, week out, put up something new, right? Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's easy for me to walk into my office and do a podcast. Sometimes it's like all I've been thinking about is doing that podcast episode and it's like fresh on my mind and I'm ready to go. But most of the time, it's hard. Most of the time, I'm like struggling to decide what do I even want to post about this week? What do I want to talk about this week? Who do I want to try to interview? Okay, I want to interview this guy. When can we get the interview done? Okay, it's three weeks from now. Well, I need to have some content before that. Uh, and then, oh gosh, this guy canceled. I guess we're not doing that interview. Now I need to come up with a new episode, a new 45-minute hour episode of me talking about random crap, hopefully not looking like an idiot. I need to do that and get it done before tonight because I'm supposed to to release an episode tomorrow. The content creation is very hard. Uh, once you start to get some consistency with it, it does become easier, just like anything else, right? Your first classes in jujitsu are always going to be really hard. Your 100th class, generally, it's easier, right? Your 1,000th class is generally way easier than your first class. It's just like that with content creation. Content creation is a skill that you have to develop, right? Or it's a lot of individual skills that you have to develop and, or at least have to understand. And so I think that those are like, kind of like why you should start and then why you'll probably fail. But now let's actually do something helpful and look at how you could do it, how you could create some type of content and how I would approach it. And this is the same advice that I give to my students that ask me. This is the same advice I give to anybody who asks me uh, on should they do a podcast, should they do whatever. First of all, I would say yes. Absolutely, you should absolutely start your YouTube channel. You should start your podcast. And the, the reason is because of the people that listen to this episode, 1% will actually take me up on it. Less than 1% will actually take me up on it. And we established in the beginning that there are way more people consuming content than there are actually creating it. So if you want to jump to the other side and start creating it, I promise you the market is not flooded. People are so afraid of working hard and working consistently and putting themselves out there that they will let that fear cripple them and they will not do it. And I'm sure that this is ringing in your ears too. I'm sure you're going, yeah, I've always wanted to do this podcast or this channel or this whatever, but I'm just afraid to. You know, what if people, what if people are mean to me about it? Like, dude, when I first started my channel, one, nobody was really listening. But then of the people listening, all the comments were ever, this guy can't say jujitsu because I, I couldn't at the time. You want to listen to me not be able to pronounce the word jujitsu, listen to the probably first 50 episodes of the I Suck Jiu-Jitsu show. Um, but I corrected that. So we're good. But it was just people roasting me. 
you know, I did an episode early on about how shrimping up and down the mats to start a class is stupid. And people wanted to kill me. People wanted to fight me over that. And I knew I would win because they warm up with shrimps. Of course I would beat them up. But that that was that was what was was being pushed. People were were mean. Assume that's gonna happen. Assume that people are gonna be super nasty to you. Assume they're gonna be like, this guy looks like such an idiot. He is such an idiot, and they're gonna dog you. Is that really enough reason to stop you from this idea of financial freedom? From this idea of actually, you know, you look at jujitsu, this is, yes, I said that financial freedom is the reason that I do the show, but it isn't. It's very obviously not. If it was, I would try to monetize the show more. The real reason I want to do this show is because I feel like I don't love the way that jujitsu is always going. And I feel like I could be somebody who could impact it in a better way. And I wouldn't be able to do that without an audience. Wouldn't be able to do that without you guys, without enduring and having people insult me the first hundred episodes. Now what's cool is somebody comments something mean, somebody insults me. If you ever watch, somebody else will respond and be like, dude, screw you. You know, this is, this is, I found this show helpful. I found this episode helpful and I don't have to fight it anymore. I don't have to argue with these people anymore, but that only comes if you can endure, right? If you can sit through and, and keep going. And so, uh, maybe now, hopefully I have convinced you that it's not a bad idea for you to start some type of content creation. The first thing that I would do if I would start content creation is I would pick a niche, a niche, whatever you want to call it. I would pick a focus. For me on the Isoka Jiu-Jitsu show, our focus has and always will be on being more efficient and more effective in our Jiu-Jitsu training. Obviously, I'm doing an episode on YouTube right now, but it still is about if you're creating content, how would you be more efficient and effective at it? How could you plan it out better, right? So with that, let's take a commercial break and then we'll look at just some thoughts on how to get into, how to get into, break into the biz, break into the content creation biz. Hey guys, Josh here. Just wanted to interrupt the podcast really quick and tell you about something we have going on at simplifyingjujitsu.com. So right now, the three lenses is absolutely free. This is my latest ebook. And what it is about is the three perspectives that people tend to look through to learn jujitsu. You have your scientist, you have your athlete, and you have your artist. And these are the three ways that people will like to learn jujitsu. And what it does is it helps you identify which way you tend to learn jujitsu. And if you know how you best learn, you can start to maximize your training, make it way more efficient and effective by just training that way. 
or you can start to maximize your training by learning some of the other perspectives and some of the other things that those perspectives have to offer for you. And so the only way to get that is at simplifyingjujitsu.com slash three. That is simplifyingjujitsu.com slash the number three. And again, this ebook is absolutely free. What are you waiting for? Let's get back to the episode. And we are back. Let's talk picking your niche, your niche. Which one is it? I hear very smart people use both or use either or. So I don't know. Picking your focus. First, I would look at uh, not just, you can't just do, well, my focus is jujitsu. That's still not specific enough. How many channels out there are there that you're going to have to compete with that are just about jujitsu. Now, what about getting, what about getting more focused? What about getting more niche? What makes you different than some of the people at your gym? Is it that you lost weight doing jujitsu? Is it that you are somebody who works 60 hours a week and still trains jujitsu? Is it that you're a coach who has a day job? Is that something unique? Are you somebody who trains that's a police officer? Are you somebody who trains that is an ex-con? What makes you different than the other people? Because jujitsu is the thing that we have in common, right? At our gym, we all are doing jujitsu. We all love jujitsu. But what, what is it that separates you from everybody else? You know, for me, that was, you know, I talked about the efficiency and effectiveness that came not because I thought it would be cool to be efficient and effective in jiu-jitsu. It's because there was this period where I was a purple belt and my, uh, my coach was just a little too far from us. It was hard to get there and we needed to start to train on our own. And why, when I say we, there was like a group of six of us and, um, Something that's cool about that is at this point of that group of like six of us, we all still train jujitsu. And there were times that a lot of us had fallen off, big parts of us had fallen off. But as of right now, as of recording this episode, everybody that was in the jujitsu garage, um, yeah, they are shout out to all those guys. Uh, And they're all still training and girls. There was one girl, but they're all still training jujitsu. And, uh, that's super cool. I love that. But anyway, back to what I was saying, uh, you know, I was the highest ranking. my dad and I were the highest ranking people. Now we had never coached really much more than some classes that my coach wasn't able to run. I didn't know how to train people. I didn't know how to get better at jujitsu on my own. And I was also trying to compete at that time too. Uh, it was hard to compete when you're going against guys who maybe they not only don't have a job. But then they have a coach that's there with them every day that's always trying to figure out a way to beat you. And it was really hard. And so what we had to do with our three to four days a week that we were getting to train together, we had to be more efficient. We had to be more effective. I couldn't just be that 18-year-old kid anymore who just skipped school and got to train full-time, right? I now had a job. I now had more responsibilities. I needed to be efficient. And that is every lesson that I, I push on the show 
almost every one of them came from the jujitsu garage nine years ago, eight years ago, whenever we were there. And so for you to create your niche, you want to look at what makes you different, what separates you from everybody else. And I know that you're like, well, how many, how many ex-cons are there that do jujitsu? There are a lot. And um, something I would also encourage if you are going to get into this, this is like, I never encourage reading, pretty anti-reading, you know, uh, but I think that this is best read. Um, it's a blog post and it is called 1000 True Fans. And it's just about how you don't need a huge audience. You just need people, a group of people that actually like you, um, that actually trust you. And uh, basically it's just about how this person had 1000 true fans and made like half a million dollars in a very short period of time and how you could kind of do the same, but you would need to create those 1000 true fans. And so maybe there are only a thousand ex cons that will are willing to listen to your, your podcasts about jujitsu and, you know, being an ex, an ex con, but still those 1000 people, they don't have anybody that has a that has a voice for them right now. They don't feel heard. They don't feel seen. And you could do that. You know, you're I had uh I got on, <laughs> I did an episode where I was saying how um uh I think that police officers who do train don't like police officers who don't train. And I was kind of talking about that. And I uh also encouraged the idea of police officers starting a podcast and like, yeah, this, you know, this is something more of you should do there. You're much less likely to listen to Josh McKinney. You know, what do I know about being a police officer? And, uh, you know, that was kind of the rant. And one of my students messaged me and he was like, well, I heard it. I picked up what you were saying. And uh, one of my police officer students messaged me. So hopefully we'll be hearing about that podcast coming out soon. Um, but I just say like with, with your, your niche, with your niche, understand that you have something valuable that you could say. It's probably to a specific group. It's probably to a small group, but that group is growing. There are more people doing jujitsu every single day, meaning there are going to be more people in whatever niche you decide with jujitsu every single day. That's amazing. That's why not start a channel right now. Why not look back seven years from now when people go, yeah, I mean, that guy, he, it's just because he's been doing it so long. That's the only reason that he has this big audience and that he is financially free or that he lives where he gets to live or he does what he gets to do because he started seven years ago. Well, that seven years ago is today after a ton of consistency and hard work. Now, let's look after you picked your niche, after you've decided this is who I'm targeting. This is who I want to hear my message. And you've decided what that message is. Maybe that message is, I lost weight doing jujitsu and I still struggle with food addiction. And I need to 
help other people that struggle like me. And I'm sure that there are all kinds of people all over the country that I could be interviewing and talking to and learning from that have dealt with this same thing. If that is your niche, if that is your message, and you want to tell those people, hey, we can use jujitsu to keep the weight off. We can use jujitsu to continue to better ourselves. Imagine how many people you could help with that. And that's a huge message. There are so many people each day that are going into jujitsu schools to lose weight. And maybe they do lose that weight. And then there's no one helping them keep it off. And that could be you. So this is, before we move on to next thought, uh, I'll finish with this. I've referenced this on the podcast before, um, but my dad always says, this is like uh, uh, to quote old, old daddy McKinney, who we've got to get on the show again when we, uh, um, you know what? I'll tell you guys all about what I'm, what I've got going on at simplifying jujitsu studios at the end. But when we get that finished, we are going to, we're going to have him on. We'll have him on again soon. He'll probably be one of the first ones because he's very easily accessible. But when anyway, anyway, what he always says is what breaks your heart is your job to fix. And what that means is the things that you struggle um, that you struggle with. I heard Alex Ramosi use the the quote, your mess is it, your mess is your message. Your mess is your message. It's the things that you struggle with. There are other people that struggle with that too. And you could turn that into this from that thing that is the thorn in your side. That is the thing that maybe you even hate about yourself. But you can turn that mess into a message and you could greatly affect so many people. So now let's think about a platform. You have your message. You have what you want to say. But how are you going to say it? What are you going to say it on? I think the biggest pitfall that I see people fall into when it comes to this stuff is that they want an Instagram and a YouTube and a TikTok and a Facebook page and a YouTube channel, and a, a podcast, and a, all these different things. I promise you, no matter what, you will run into this problem with consistency. Consistency is the hardest thing for content creators. That's why if you watch any video about creating content, which I highly recommend doing if this is interesting to you, you will start finding that so many people, the first thing, they'll go, all right, um, I know everybody says this, but the first thing that you have to learn is consistency. And it's just because it's the hardest thing when you are creating content. If you create content week in, week out for seven years, you are going to have an audience. Even if you suck at it, you are going to have an audience. There's just something about that consistency. People find comfort in that consistency. People find, I'm sure there are people that find comfort that every Thursday morning they know, hey, you know, I know it's, it's probably not going to greatly affect my life, but I'm going to hear Josh talk about something from his perspective today. And there's something comforting about that, that you can wake up on Thursday morning and you're going to work and you it's part of your day. It's part of your routine. And you go, I know I'm going to get to hear from Josh today. But the only way to do that is to start small, in my opinion. Start with a goal of consistency that you can actually accomplish. And the best way to do that is with just one focus one platform. People ask me all the time, why don't you have a YouTube channel? And I really don't have time. And it's not that 
I have a ton of, it's not like I'm just super busy all the time or something like that. It's just, I know how much work it takes to put together a successful YouTube channel. You look at some of the YouTube channels out there um, that there are now that have like really good video production. Most of those guys, almost all those guys, they are doing that editing themselves. They're doing all these things themselves and buying money for their camera equipment themselves, doing all of these things themselves. And it's really hard. It's just hard to have a new idea each week. And it's hard to not get burnt out on it each week. And so I think the best way to deal with that, the best way to set yourself up for success is to start small. I gave one of my students, um, I'll tell you his name since he's on the show sometimes, uh, but I gave producer Bryce, uh, who you guys will get to hang out with a lot more at the start of the new year. Uh, I gave him and his brother where they were just kind of asking about what would be something tangible. And we just talked about this idea of posting consistently on Instagram. Uh, they have, a, a Instagram that's getting, getting some, some traction really. Uh, and it's, it's there, it's called Allen brothers jujitsu. I'll make sure to link that on this episode, but, uh, you know, they want it, they want to grow it. They want to grow that that message of of being a small guy in a big man's jujitsu world and how they are going to grow it how they're going to to get there first was just consistency we talked about okay what about one post a week you know you're committing to 26 posts throughout the year because there's two of them right still i'm sure and they're they've been consistent they've been doing it but i guarantee you that that content has not just been easy. It has not just been the snap of a finger like, oh yeah, I know exactly what I'm going to post this week. I know exactly what uh, match breakdown will do or or whatever, right? Most of us struggle with that. Most of us, it's so hard to do uh, is consistency. So my big recommendation is whatever you decide, try to figure out a plan as to how you are going to do it consistency consistently and i would even say the best like idea on consistency is usually a year you know i'm big in in the jiu-jitsu space of doing things for like six weeks that doesn't matter in the in the content creation world you need at least a year to start to figure out how you're even going to do it you look at the podcast now versus what it was three years ago it's totally different I've been posting consistently this year. Honestly, I think that this episode marks 51 in a row that I've posted on Thursdays. So the last episode of the year will be um, 52. And I didn't post like uh, at the very end of last year. I had I wasn't being consistent and I missed a Thursday. So I started, you know, my first episode in January was me trying to be consistent. And I'm finally getting to a point where I'm like, I really like where the podcast is at. I actually like the content that I'm coming out with. I'm not doubting it. I'm not being like, man, this is so bad. I can't believe that people even would listen to this. Uh, and I'm not there anymore. And that, you know, that makes me really happy. But this is after three years of doing the podcast and then finally committing to being really consistent um, for an entire year. And I'm at this point where I'm ready to make some moves and I actually have a vision on how I'm going to get the podcast together and how I'm going to monetize the podcast. And then that brings me to the last 
the last point, the last thought into creating a creating your YouTube channel, your your uh, podcast or your whatever. And that is try to figure out now how you could monetize. You know, yes, the goal is actually creating an audience, but making sure you have some type of strategy and you're not just one of the YouTubers that's so focused on getting to 100,000 subscribers that once you get there, you go, okay, um, well, I'm going to make money from this, right? Because that is the battle that all of my friends that are content creators that they deal with, that I, I deal with. How are you going to actually now turn this, this audience that you've created into actual money? How are you going to get those bill, those views to turn into dollar bills? And um, I'm just going to talk kind of more about the future of the show and the future of the podcast and, uh, or not the podcast, uh, some flying jujitsu and uh, kind of all that at this point, because I think it's you know, we're at the end of the year. And sometimes it's fun for me to ramble on about what I'm focused on and what goals I have. And so uh, a few things that I kind of look forward to for next year is first, hopefully by the beginning of next year, we will have Simplifying Jiu-Jitsu Studios 2.0 ready to go. And this is, for me, it's kind of like a a bigger, scarier investment um, not just with how much camera equipment costs and stuff like that, but really what the investment, it kind of says, uh, we, we kind of have this goal to have the coolest jujitsu content creation studio that there is. Um, and obviously, obviously we all know jujitsu X has the coolest instructional shooting studio that there is that's not even close the the they call it like the infinity background how those guys just look like they're standing in just white and blank um that's a that's like the coolest effect to me but i'm not doing that uh i like to one it's really hard to keep that uh that perfect effect and two i just kind of i don't know i need something a little more artistic and so um we're gonna turn the studio which we record podcasts with sometimes and we record um you know we record instru instructional sometimes we're going to get it set up to where it can do those things almost simultaneously um or at least back to back with just the push of a few buttons it's going to be really efficient and what it is going to allow us to do is i'm going to be able to do more in-person interviews with I mean, I think a lot of the people that I'll have will be people that are coming back on the show, right? People that they got a really good response and you almost can get kind of a part two or um, even a part two and three from these people. And so what we're going to do after that, once we will record in person is certain days, maybe probably aiming for twice a month to start, we're going to start to do some free seminars and we're going to be able to do them live on both YouTube and Facebook. And this is something that I, no one's really doing right now. Um, but we're going to probably look aim for about 90 minutes of 
question and answer, whether it's me asking our guest questions or you guys on Facebook and YouTube asking our guest questions. And um, we'll make sure to have a vault of all of those that you will be able to have access to. But uh, we're going to be able to just produce really great jujitsu content that is still focused with the brand, simplifying jujitsu, making jujitsu more efficient and effective. And uh, I think we're going to be able to accomplish that more in the year 2023 than ever before. Uh, and I'm really excited about it. It is weird for me though, because it is me kind of committing that I am a content creator, right? Uh, I, I've always you know, yeah, sure. I am. I still, I have this podcast, but I don't identify as a podcaster ever. You know, that's, I'm a, I'm a grappler. That's what I identify as. Right. Um, I don't ever think of it like, oh yeah, I'm this guy that's creating content, but we're going to be pushing out a lot of content. Hopefully as long as, as long as things go according to plan. Um, but I am committed to putting out a lot of content and putting it out consistently uh, in 2023. Uh, and then hopefully, gosh, hopefully I can make a dollar from the podcast at some point. Um, but like I said, don't end up like me. Don't, don't end up as the guy that didn't think about monetization first. Uh, but now I kind of have some vision on monetization. I'll talk more about that in the future with commercials on the podcast. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I have for you guys. I hope, hope that this one was helpful. If anybody has any questions about anything uh, about podcasting or about content creation, I'm not like a, obviously I'm not a YouTuber. Um, I don't really know a ton about that stuff. Uh, but I really am. If you actually are committed to starting a, a channel, and you have any questions, you want to know what I use to upload, you want to know what I use to uh, record, what microphones I use, I will just give you that information totally free, not even think twice about it, because I think that uh, uh, I think that there is a lot of room for a lot more content creation in the jujitsu space, and I think it will help jujitsu grow. I think it will help jujitsu get better, and if you get famous um, just make sure to be like, oh yeah, thankful for episode 160, whatever of the I suck at jujitsu show that told me that convinced me to do a podcast or a YouTube channel or whatever. So make sure to give me that kickback. I need it. That's all I have for you guys. And that is the episode. Thank you guys for checking this one out today. Uh, I, I really like doing episodes in kind of blocks, right? Like whatever I'm focused on at the time. Like I told you guys, I am in the middle of rebuilding Simplifying Jiu-Jitsu Studios. We're getting ready to unleash Simplifying Jiu-Jitsu 2.0 to the world. Not yet, but soon we will be. And uh, while I'm doing all that stuff, all the research that I'm putting in is on videography, it's on audio equipment, it's on uh, set design, it's on all kinds of things like that. Uh, it's on what makes podcasts better, what makes YouTube channels better, those type of things. And so since that's what I'm interested in right now, instead of going, well, no, we're going to talk about um, offense and defense in jujitsu, we're going to talk about something like that. I just go, no, we're we're going to talk about uh, what's interesting to me right now, what's freshest on my mind, because that tends to make for better episodes. 
And so if you guys have zero interest in any of the social media stuff, but you've still been listening, I appreciate you. If you guys really do have uh, a, a note and you go, oh man, I really did like some of this stuff. I think that I could create something and and I could grow it. That's awesome too. Regardless, uh, thank you guys for listening to the show. I, As I told you guys before, I was worried about doing the two episodes in a week. And uh, this is the second week of doing it. And our, our listens have only gone up on both the Thursday and then obviously now the Tuesday episode. And so that's just, I'm so thankful to you guys for continuing to listen to the show. I will continue to try to push out really good content. This coming week, uh, I will not have a Tuesday episode. I just didn't have time to record anything um, with anybody before Christmas, but we will do a Thursday episode. And that Thursday episode is going to be my predictions of what jujitsu is going to be in the next 10 years. And so uh, I think the working title is going to be is like, uh, um, you know, this is this will be jujitsu in 2023. And I've even told you guys or 2033. Sorry chill josh 2033 and i've already told you guys the spoiler is 2033 jiu-jitsu will be dead and so uh be sure to tune in to next thursday's episode to find out why jiu-jitsu dies at the end that's all i have for you guys i hope you enjoyed today's episode be sure to check out my friends at imposed will get snag yourself a really cool rash guard just in time for christmas and uh I hope today's episode helps you guys suck just a little bit less at jujitsu or podcasting or YouTube or something like that. Have a great day, guys.